This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. It's a Guy Jeans podcast. Wait for it. The Bard Hall Show at the Long Beach Convention Center, March 29th to April 2nd. Known as the granddaddy of them all, all outdoor recreation events since 1946 have been based on this historical show. Join us as we celebrate 75 years of assembling more fishing, tackle, boats, marine accessories, quality hunting and fishing lodges, overland displays, and unique outdoor recreation stuff than any other show in California. Kids under 16 free. A full day of family fun, the kids' fish-free trout pond, the ultimate air dogs, the great American duck races, Paul Bunyan's lumberjack show, archery, air gun ranges, axe throwing, fly fishing, hundreds of seminars, and so much more. Thanks to our great sponsors, Progressive, Accurate, Okuma, Daiwa, Shimano, Fisherman's Landing, Mammoth Lakes, Convict Lake Resort, Costa, Hobie, Rancho Leonero, and Turner's Outdoorsman. The Bart Hall Show, March 29th through April 2nd at the Long Beach Convention Center. Go to hallshows.com. That's hallshows.com. Hi there, my name is Guy Jeans, and I started this podcast to talk to interesting and motivating people living and manifesting their passions and ambitions into reality. I've always said, if you're passionate and love what you do, you will be successful. Hey, you guys, this is Guy Jeans, and I'm here with Seth Mostero from Cope's Tackle. And uh, how you doing, Seth? Great. How you doing, Guy? I'm doing good, and I'm going to talk about a whole bunch of things with Seth um, regarding the Central Valley Sports Show and Cope's Tackle and all that good stuff. Sounds good. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. So I, I want to also say, if you guys have never been to Cope's Tackle here in Bakersfield, I'm actually at Cope's Tackle right now in the back room with Seth, and we're going to talk about um, all this different stuff. But I want to uh, tell you guys, you guys got to come and check out uh, Cope's Tackle and all the gear and everything that they have here. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, appreciate you coming down. Yeah, for sure. So, um, tell me about yourself. Like, tell me about your uh, your experience. You know, how'd you end up here at uh, Cope's Tackle? Your fishing experience and all that. Yeah, for sure. So I, uh, you know, I grew up fishing. I can't even remember when I started, to be completely honest with you. Uh, but if there was a body of water within biking distance, you know, I was going going for it. And it was mostly, uh, you know, I grew up down south in Orange County, so it was largemouth bass primarily. Um, but yeah, anywhere, anywhere I could go, anything I could fish for, I was up for it, you know? Um, so that kind of led to, uh, you know, fishing through high school. I, I shopped at a local shop called the Longfin in Orange, California. Um, and it's, you know, the premier shop down South. 
Um, and through that, I kind of decided, you know, this is what I want to do for a living. So, uh, you know, working retail, I, it was kind of a dead end deal. So I, I knew I had to go to college, you know, to get, get a sales rep job or move on from there. So I went, you know, I left the long fin, um, to go to college full time. And then from there, uh, you know, became a sales rep. I was doing some ambassador work for Pure Fishing, who owns Penn, uh, Berkeley, Shakespeare, a lot of the, you know, a lot of brands. Um, so anyway, that led to, uh, you know, a sales rep job for Big Rock Sports, who's like the premier um, distributor of fishing tackle to all the local tackle shops, uh, actually across the United States. So, and from there, uh, met Jared Cope. He was a customer of mine. Um, and Jared brought me on up here to manage Cope's tackle and raw job. Oh, that's crazy. So, you know all about the, uh, the when the sales guys come in, you know how, how it is when they come in and what it's like then, huh? Oh, yeah, for sure. For <laughs> sure, yeah. I've kind of I've kind of seen all sides of it, you know, is working uh, in a retail store as an employee and then being the sales rep and then now buying from the sales rep. So, it's been a cool experience. So, now you're the manager of Cope's Tackle. So, what's that like? Oh, it's great, man. It's great. I, uh, you know, I love it. I talk fishing all day, you know, talk to the sales reps. It's just a, it's just a good time. So, um, you know, there's a lot worse jobs you can have. So, and that's how we met, right? I mean, through the Sims days and just the shows and stuff like that, right? Exactly. Yeah. The fishing community is super tight knit and small and you know, you're, you're a big fly fishing guy. I do a lot more conventional fishing, but it, uh, it overlaps quite a bit. So you grew up bass fishing? Yes, sir. So what lakes did you fish or what did you, where did you go? So, I mean, growing up, I, you know, my, my dad was never really into fishing. I had some uncles and grandpa that was, um, so they, they took me to kind of, you know, further destinations. Um, but primarily it was anywhere I could ride my bike to, or my mom could drop me off after school. Uh So it was park lakes, you know, uh, similar like Riverwalk park we have here in town. Um, and then as I got older, you know, I had buddies with trucks and boats and whatnot, and we started fishing bass tournaments and, there's all kinds of lakes across Southern California, um, Lake Paris, Diamond Valley, Silverwood, um, all the San Diego lakes, Hodges, El Capitan, San Vicente was open for a while and then closed for a long time. But, uh, I guess when I was out of high school, that opened back up. So pretty much any, any lake South of the grapevine. So did you get a boat eventually? And- oh yeah. I, I yeah. think I had a boat before I had a truck. So I convinced my parents, we had to do some senior, senior project where you had to, uh-huh. you know, fix something or it, it was pretty much anything. It was just a senior project. And mine was to grab an old beat up bass tracker and get that thing back in working order. So but I, yeah, I didn't even have a driver's license to get it to school. So I think my parents had to drop it off for the presentation. So, but <laughs> as soon as I got my driver's license, we were fishing. So did you ever do any competition as a kid or anything? Or Yeah, I started uh, bass fishing tournaments, probably about 15 years old. Uh, I had uh-huh. some buddies who were, you know, older guys that, you know, fish at the parks and whatnot, just in their spare time. And then they fish tournaments on the weekends. So I fished quite a few tournaments with them down in uh, San Diego area. What did you learn as you, as you grew up, uh, about bass tournament fishing, like as far as like, you know, what the fish were doing and were you finding out that, you know, in some of these lakes they're doing different things and did you have to pre-fish and all that? What was that like? Yeah, we did some pre-fishing. I mean, I was in high school, so Monday through Friday, usually I was at school and, you know, tournaments aren't really in the summer. They're during the, during the winter, you know, in fall. Um, so I didn't do too much pre-fishing. Um, I did, you know, I did fairly well in the tournaments though, because I was fishing these park lakes that were like impossible these fish saw so many lures every day and so many oh, yeah. fishermen that like when you went to a big lake it was you know a lot easier so dude i i i um enter the uh the delta um fly fishing bass tournament um and it's just so fun man 
I mean, just even catching your first fish, you know, during the tournament, you're like, yeah, you know, yeah. so stoked. Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. The <laughs> yeah, tournament, uh, yeah. you know, it gets your blood boiling for sure. So yeah. I, I like it. I like the competitiveness. I don't like the – I'm not a big fan of the dock talk, though, you yeah. know, before and after, and, you know, um, I'm there to fish. Absolutely. Um, so how, how old is Cope's Tackle? So Cope's yeah. opened in uh, 2013, so we're going on nine years uh, now, so almost 10 years old. Have you seen the fishing grow? Have you seen fishing, like the sport of fishing grow since you've been working here? Yeah, so I've been here five years. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I think it's grown tremendously. Um, maybe, you know, the serious fishermen, I think, probably aren't so stoked about it because there's more people on the water than there used to be. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, it's a great hobby and it's it's definitely growing. We're seeing a lot more kids and stuff get into it. I, lo- I, I love the events that you guys do you know, here at, uh, the shop and, um, you know, just getting people into the sport. I think it's super important just to get, um, kids and people into the, into the outdoors, you know, and tell me a little bit about those events that you guys do, you know, the, from the fishing tournaments to, I saw that you guys did a couple of fishing tournaments, but you guys also have that event that you guys do here. Yeah. So we have fish a we do every year. We try to get all the manufacturers yeah. up, um, for a huge, you know, we do a big sale. It's our biggest deal. It's kind of a customer appreciation thing at the same time. We give away yeah. a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, just kind of get the community involved and get those manufacturers up, you know, so that people can see them and, you know, give them their opinion and tell them what they want to see and whatnot. Uh, so fish blues is great. Is that um, in October? Uh, it's kind of changed up a few times, but I think, yeah, the last few years we've done it in October. We've done it in May before. Uh, we kind of just play it by ear. COVID kind of threw a wrench in a lot of that stuff. So, how many people work in here now? Uh, so I think right now we've got fourteen on the floor, if I'm not mistaken. So I mean, it's everything from full time guys to uh, guys you know that work uh, you know one day a week. Um, mm-hmm. They're in high school and whatnot, work after school and stuff. So, but yeah, that fluctuates. So yeah, but we've got a lot of people behind the scenes too. You know, working in the office and whatnot. We've got our online store. It's uh-huh. there's a ton of stuff to do that's that you don't see kind of behind the scenes. So are you doing uh, a lot of behind the scenes stuff now? Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. I'm kind of <laughs> kind of all over the place, man. I know most people don't see me in here ever, um, but a lot of that's I'm working at home, you know, where I can, uh-huh. you know, just in, in a quiet space on the computer, getting a ton of stuff done. There's a lot of a uh, lot of behind the scenes stuff. One of the things I love about your guys's website is your guys's fishing report. You guys talk about not only Lake Isabella and the Kern, and but you guys have wide variety of lakes and even saltwater right is, yep. are you doing that is that you no it's not i've got a no. uh, you know we got chad burton he's been a godsend uh he writes our fish report he's been doing it for years um and he's, he's a stud man yeah he's a local <laughs> bakersfield firefighter man and he's a yeah huge fisherman he's a good buddy of mine he fishes with us quite a bit uh-huh. and then chris borden is another bakersfield firefighter who's jumped on and, and helped chad out quite a bit um because that thing is is daunting it's a ton of work oh. and ch- yeah. you know chad uh Chad doesn't get uh, recognized enough for how much work that is. Right on, Chad. You're doing a good job, man. Um, what's the best bass lake you think to fish around here? Oh, that's let's, a, talk, let's talk about that. Like, that's a tough one, man. If you're talking numbers or for a trophy, or uh-huh. well, let's, let's do uh, let's do numbers. So I think uh, I don't I don't First. think any. It's not a secret. Not Lake Natsumiano is insane for spotted bass. Um, you, you know, it's not unusual to have a hundred fish day out there. Yeah. Uh, but size is kind of hard to come by. Uh, there's some big largemouth. I think Billy Moore had an eight, eight and a half pounder in our tournament. Uh, I believe it was last year, which is a giant out of Lake Nosimiano. 
Um, so they're there. They're just, you know, that lake's just overpopulated with small spotted bass. What about uh, that tournament you guys do there? When is that? Uh, so that one, I believe, was in, what did we do, May last year, if I'm not mistaken. Sorry, there's so much going on right now. Uh, yeah, no. But, yeah, I think I think it was in May. But, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really cool deal. That's a customer appreciation tournament that oh, we do. It? So it's 100% payback. We just do it as a as a thank you to our customers to come in, you know, and get all their tackle. Nice, man. And then there's another tournament on Pine Flat. So you guys, are, are you guys do that too? Yeah. So we added in Hobie kayaks a year and a half ago. And with that, um, Zach Clift, one of the guys here, he's a, um, he does work with heroes on the water. Um, he does a, a, uh, kayak tournament through heroes on the water that we sponsor. And then now he's also involved in the central Valley kayak, uh, fishing club. And they're doing a whole tournament series uh, locally, which awesome. is something, yeah, that's something we need bad. The kayak fishing thing's growing hugely. Um, we just haven't had any kind of events or anything for it. So Zach's kind of spearheaded that, and we're super excited about it. Wow, that's cool. What, any other tournaments that you guys do? Oh, uh, we try to do like a trout tournament once a year, you know, but there's so many already in town. You get the Lake Isabella Fishing Derby, the Buena uh-huh. Vista Trout Derby, the Firefighters Trout Derby, and then now we've got the to Hatchby Valley uh, Recreation Department added a trout derby. So we kind of leave that to them and then we sponsor and help out as much as we can. Does Buena Vista have some good bass fishing? Oh, it can. It can. The last two years have been a little slow, but Mm -hmm. I think three years ago was insane, man. You go out there after work for a couple hours and really hammer them. Good, good size ones? Yeah. Yeah, nice bass. I mean, nothing huge, but yeah, they've got a solid amount of like that, you know, anywhere from two to five pound bass. If you're looking for a trophy bass, where would you go? Uh, I don't think it's a secret. Isabella okay. Isabella can be insane. Yeah. Um, there's some huge <laughs> bass in there. I think most of the really, really big bass we see come out of there. Um, but then there's some lakes, you know, a little north of here that have really big fish too. Um, New Malones can be really good. Okay. And why do you think that uh, Isabella has such big bass? Or This year in particular is probably going to be a pretty good year, you know, just with the water coming up and lake filling up don't you think yeah absolutely um i think isabella the wind wind probably is the biggest thing it keeps people off the lake and those bass don't get pressured true (laughs) um so there's not many fishermen there's so many days i've been up at isabella i'm the only boat on the water um if you're willing to tough out that wind you know you can get rewarded Uh but it's also fed year-round with trout from the kern river which is huge you know makes those bass just grow Mm -hmm. giant yeah and it's it's you know it's it's not really a secret everyone knows you know that's that's the trophy lake but it's yeah. a really hard lake to go out and catch more than you know five fish a day yeah yeah some big boys have come out of there and girls big big bass man yeah absolutely some toads what uh what's your favorite bait to use in in isabella you uh, go up there i i love going up there and throwing a huddleston swim uh-huh. bait uh uh-huh. that's probably my favorite thing to do it's been a little tough the last few years the bite just hasn't been that good on the swim baits but mm-hmm. but yeah when it's when it's biting that's definitely the way to go do you find that the bass move up and down in the water column throughout the, the year yeah yeah for you, sure what do you, um what maybe do you isabella less than some other lakes isabella is not super deep there are some deep spots um but primarily lakes you know under 40 feet deep uh so those fish even even this time of year when it's freezing cold you can go catch fish in five to ten feet of water mm-hmm. and you're finding them more around uh, lots of structure yeah rocks primarily at isabella or yeah. you know wooden wood stumps you know dead trees and whatnot one of the gals that i know that fishes up there she gets some pretty pretty good sized bass man even on top water oh yeah you know 
Yeah, it yeah. happens for sure. Isabel's typically a little dirtier, though. You know, it's not a real clear lake. Uh-huh. Uh, so I think that kind of hurts the topwater bite sometimes. But what but about yeah. what about uh, smallmouth uh, fishing for for bass in some of the lakes? Um, what's your what's your favorite lake to go fishing for those? So I've actually done quite a bit of smallmouth fishing back yeah. east, um, yeah. but here in California, Castaic's probably the best numbers lake. Um, I fish for smallmouth in Southern California. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you know sometimes in the summer you can go out there and catch you know one to one largemouth to smallmouth. So. But yeah, nothing, nothing huge. Three pounds is a really big one. Yeah. And, and what about like uh pyramid and the fish in there for smallies? Is that pretty good? Yeah. Pyramid can be on and off. They're, they're really, uh, you know, they're usually on shad at pyramid. So mm-hmm. they're kind of, they can be hard to find a lot of the smallmouth I've got out of pyramid are with the stripers, um, you know, boiling out in the middle of the lake, they're in 200 feet of water and they're in that yeah. top five feet of the water column moving fast. So uh-huh. they're kind of tough to target out there. Uh, but you can you can get them off the structure and rocks too. Is that a lake a little bit more clear too? And it, it can be. Yeah, it's both ways. You know, in the in the summer they always have a really bad algae bloom. You can be driving mm-hmm. over the grapevine and look down, and it looks like pea soup. So, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, Castaic yeah. yeah. typically stays a lot clearer than Pyramid for whatever reason. The other cool thing that's on your guys' website that I like is the tips and tricks, and you know, for the different species on there, who writes that? Uh, you know, it's kind of a, that's kind of a crab shoot. Yeah. A couple different people do it. If we find something cool or something, we'll put on there. Uh-huh. Um, Kate Rowe, she actually works for us from Texas right now. That's cool. Um, she does a lot of our online stuff and she does a lot of those tips and tricks. Those are cool, man. People like that stuff. Yeah, it's great. You know, send, uh, you know, some of those, uh, the one on there right now for crappies. Uh, I read that one. That one's pretty cool, man. Yeah. I think Kate wrote that one. Yeah. So yeah, she's awesome. Dude, what about the crappie at, um. At Lake Isabella. Oh, it can be insane. insane. High, high water years, man. I'm hoping this year yeah. is one of those years. So so one of the things I've, I've always said is like, you know, uh, uh, a length world record, a length world record can come out of Isabella. Because I believe, I don't know if you know this, but like, I believe it's like the length world record, not the poundage, but the length world record is like 14 and a half inches or something like that. Did oh, you know really? That? Yeah. I didn't know that, but I'm, I would not be surprised if it's already been broken and yeah. someone just didn't even know. Totally. It. Totally. So you have to have the official, you know, world, uh, record measuring device, you know, to, and be a member or something like that to, and I totally could, I've seen people catch, you know, 14 inch, uh, crappie or, or bigger out of there. Yeah. And Southern California is so different than the rest of the United States. And the fact yeah. that like most of our fish, we don't measure in inches or I should right. say freshwater fish in the ocean. Yeah. You do. Yeah. Um, but I think that's something ignored. You know, I do a lot of fishing back in Wisconsin, Minnesota and stuff, and yeah. they don't even, they don't even talk pounds at all on any fish. It's all really? inches. Oh, Everything's inches. So, you know, pike, muskie, walleye, lake trout, all that stuff's in inches. So, so you went back there to the, uh, St. Croix manufacturing place and did you fish when you were back there? I did. How I did. Yeah. I fell, fell in love with Wisconsin back there. Did that St. Croix factory is just, just so cool. It's like an American, you know, an American factory stuff you don't see anymore, you know, where people are actually building stuff from scratch by hand. Um, so if you guys haven't seen that, that's a super cool thing to, you know, maybe YouTube the whole process. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was great. And then the, the North woods is just amazing. So the fishing is crazy good for smallmouth musky all kinds of different species did you float i did i floated a couple rivers and did some fly fishing back there which was really cool yeah like wisconsin river um caught a 
I guess I caught a pike on a fly, a nice, man. small pike and uh -huh. some smallmouth. Uh, uh -huh. I hooked a muskie, but lost them, unfortunately. Wow. So. And, and what were you throwing when you caught those on the fly? Do you remember? A uh, big streamer uh -huh. of some sort. I don't. I don't really know. I'm not. A, I'm more of a conventional guy. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Well, I love hearing so, that, man. Yeah. Hearing, super cool. Yeah. So. Were you casting it out there pretty good? Uh, I was doing all right, man. I was hitting myself, hitting the guide, you know, but get, yeah. figuring it out, man. We made it work. It was funny, man. The, the first time that I went uh, fly fishing with John Sherman, you know, in the Delta for stripers. Oh, yeah. You know, um, it was the first time I'd gone fly fishing for stripers years ago. And um, he's all here, guy. Here's a, a nine weight, you know, and we're throwing these giant um, clousers, you know, for the stripers and stuff. And um, he had just gotten one of those brand new Sims jackets, you know, and I uh -huh. had the same exact jacket, you know, they're, they're not cheap. Right. And so we're casting everything. And um, I go and cast and the wind blows a little bit and it land, just nails him right in the back, you know, oh, <laughs> his man. brand new jacket. Bummer. And so that was a big joke, you know, so yeah, pretty funny. I so think John, John's got the hookup though to get a new Sims jacket. <laughs> yeah, so he's yeah. probably all right. Yeah, he's, yeah he definitely so you guys took over the uh, Central Valley Sportsman's Boat, RV, and Outdoor Show. Yes, sir. How's so, that been going? Oh, it's been awesome, man. It's been a handful. <laughs> Again, some of the reasons why you don't see me every day in the in the tackle shop. It's a it's a ton of work, man, but it's it's a really cool event. Uh, uh -huh. It's got to keep going. Mike Hatcher's done a great job with it for uh, 20 years. Uh, the show's 45 years old. There's just, you know, he's he's ready to retire. So is, um, did Jared kind of initiate that whole thing to get that going from Mike, or how did that all go down? Uh, I think primarily it was, uh, you know, I was helping Mike a lot with it. We've Copes has been the biggest vendor there for six years. Um, as far as a retail vendor goes, um, we've always helped get the fishing tackle manufacturers out to the show. Um, so with that, I kind of work with Mike on it a lot and mike mike wanted us to have it you know he's there's some other people that express interest he's tried to sell it a few other times it just hasn't worked out mm -hmm. um so it was kind of just a natural you know handoff for us to take it over what's the hardest thing about uh dealing with the show is it all the vendors and trying to organize all the all the people and logistics yeah, I think the, and all? the whole thing's it's been hard, but I think learning is the hardest part. Yeah, um, so, you know, sure. next year will be a whole different deal now that we know the process of show. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like buying a car where someone can throw you the keys and you drive away. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, a, you know, it's a, it's crazy. We have so many attractions and so much going on. There's just a lot to learn. So yeah. learning that and then also, you know, getting all the permitting and all that kind of stuff, the food oh. and health departments. And, I didn't even think about all that. Yeah, the fire department and musicians. safety. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the musicians, you know, we've added in tractor pulls, a tractor show. There's just yeah. so, there's so much. It's so, uh, you know, what it's I, just a lot to throw together. I'm not an event coordinator, so, but now I am. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, uh, this year, you guys have uh, a car show and hop that's, going going down what's a car show car show and hop yeah so it's, there's always been the bakersfield car club council's uh super cruise car show which is a fundraiser for the firefighters burn foundation um and that that always goes super well uh last year there was i think over 300 cars out there on saturday morning for that which is super awesome and wow. brings brings a ton of people to the show you know yeah. it's a lot to do so that's been great um this year though we actually added a second car show on sunday which is the og's uh low rider car show 
um, and concert. And then they're going to do a car hop competition, which I mean, that's something totally foreign to me, but I'm pretty excited about seeing it. So from noon to one on Sunday, the 12th, they'll have that going down. Okay. So are we talking like, you know, where they raise their hydraulics? Is that what's called a hop? Yeah. So they're actually going to, they're from what I hear, the cars move forward and backwards up to like 40 feet throughout the presentation. It's about a minute long and they're, they jump up in the air and everything. So it's, yeah, it's going to be super cool. So I'm real excited about it. So is that different than the 25th annual super cruise car show? Yeah. So the super cruise is a Saturday car show. So there's actually two totally different car shows. The super cruise is on Saturday and the OGs, uh, the low rider car show is going to be on Sunday. Okay. And they're bringing Minto Buru out too for, you know, live music. So everyone in Bakersfield knows Minto Buru. It's going to be super cool to have them as well. Matt, Matt Munoz and the boys. Awesome. And then you guys have uh, the Antique Tractor and Truck Show as well. Yeah, so oh that's going to be another new addition um, for the ag community. But, yeah, Antique Tractors and Trucks, I guess we've got, you know, big rigs with trailers. Um, I mean, it's going to be a, a big deal. So it was something I was like, hey, I guess, I guess, yeah, let's add it in. And then as I've seen these pictures, I'm like, tell my fiance i'm like i hope you're ready to have a tractor in the yard after this because i'm uh, <laughs> i'm liking these old tractors and then also a cornhole tournament you got to throw that in the mix huh yeah yep we added a <laughs> bakersfield cornholes coming out and doing a, a cornhole tournament on sunday um that anybody can sign up for there's a thousand dollar first place prize for the uh, pro division um and that was sponsored by solar energy partners so that's real cool we're excited about that damn and then uh, full on the, what they've had in the show before is the tractor pull. Yeah. So right? the tractor pull was something that Mike did a while back. It's been a few years since he's had one. Um, but yeah, that's an, another new addition to the show that and the Joe Peters concert on Saturday night. Uh, so that gets kicked off at 5 PM goes till nine. Is Joe Peters a country? Yep. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Joe Peters, a local country guy, local country guy. Okay. Yes, sir. Awesome, man. And does he, is he bringing his full band and yeah, yeah. Full on band and everything. Wow. Uh, it's be about a two hour concert following the, uh, the tractor bulls. So what's the hardest thing about putting on a show? Uh, I, I think just organizing it again. I, I mean, you know, like most people would like put on the, just the car show. Yeah. Right. Yep. And then, but you, you've added one, two, three, four, five, six plus mental brew, seven things that are going on there. Yeah. And then not only that, oh, we got to talk about um, the bass bin. Yeah, we have know. about 20 attractions, <laughs> man. So that's just a, it's, you know, one one attraction in itself is enough work. We had a cornhole tournament out here last year, and it was so much work just putting on one cornhole tournament. So <laughs> uh, we have a lot of help, though. You know, a lot of lot of, yeah. lot of of guys like the cornhole tournament, you know, they're kind of running their own deal. We give them oh, the cool. space and everything, but they, they, oh, okay, cool. they run the actual deal. Um, but yeah, the bass bin's a huge attraction. You know, I know you'll be up there doing some presentations on yep. fly fishing for bass. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's always super cool. Fishing game does a great job. They go get those bass for us. You know, shock them out of the lake and and bring them in. And sometimes we have you know eight plus pound bass in there. You get to see swimming by, and the kids love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know the kids can go over the trout trout bin and fish for free, catch their first fish, which is another huge attraction. Pure fishing. You know, Berkeley and Shakespeare they jumped on and sponsored that help make that happen um and then we've got the fly casting bin as well um that i know you'll be on um yeah. you know doing presentations on fly casting i probably need to get over there and uh take some, take some lessons <laughs> so i don't know if i have any time at the show but no, you won't <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely come by and check it out so yeah and then fly tying as well is another thing we added in um you know we've done a little bit um with the kern river fly fishers in the yep. past 
but now we have a full-blown you know 10 by 30 fly tying display mm-hmm. uh, we got cameras set up to zoom in on the on the flies so while you guys are tying them you know we have a big tv screen in the background to really see what's going on thanks for doing that too by the way that was cool man it's a full-on fly tying presentation theater for the first time ever at that show and hopefully we'll attract some folks to get into fly tying you know yeah. check it out well you know? again we it's something we couldn't do without you man you kind of yeah. see the inner workings of those attractions and the fact that you guys have you know you and the current river fly fishers and the southern sierra fly club and everyone has yeah. jumped in and really helped out to make that happen awesome man yeah that's good stuff so what else is there? Is there anything else going on at the show? Like some of the, uh, we got dogs too, like the dogs. Yeah, the dog dogs, you know, <laughs> yeah, jumping dog dogs. dogs. They always put on a good <laughs> yeah. performance. It's the, the West dogs. West Coast Challenge. So that's right. their biggest event of the year. Um, big yeah. tournament, you know, the dogs run and jump and try to catch a toy in the air and, and yeah. land in the water. Yeah. I have a dog that would be great at it, but he hates water, unfortunately. <laughs> so he can run and jump and catch the toy, but can't participate in the dog dogs. So, uh, but yeah, that's. That's a big deal, and then we've got hundreds of RVs and boats out there. Oh, so that's a that's a giant deal. You know, our RV guys are, you know, it's a, it's the biggest one around. No one else in Southern California does anything like that. And they have killer deals too. Yeah, epic deals. Um, you know, we've got Royal Coach coming out, Barry's RVs, Happy Days, Blue Dog RVs. Um, you know, Gailey's and Royal Coach are bringing out boats. Uh, we got Tommy's wow. boats coming out. We have uh, Pacific Marine up in Fresno or Madera. They're coming down and bringing a bunch of boats. So nice, man. I mean, it's it's a it's an all inclusive huge show. I mean, yeah. We kind of cover everything, and then you know, guns and ammo is another thing we added in. So that's a whole another haul. Yeah. Um, Turner's will be out there and quite a few other big, um, you know, guns and ammo dealers. So yeah. dirty bird TNT Liberty safes, they're going to be doing some killer giveaways at the show. Plus all the, the guides and outfitters that are, are going to be there as well. Yep. You know, showcasing their, their talents and where they guide and all that, you know, bass from bass outfitters, uh, to saltwater outfitters, um, to, I'm sure, um, outfitters uh, in other states are coming too, right? Yeah, we have yeah. people from all the way in Alaska, Mexico, yeah. all over the place, and uh, we have Frank Lepresti's coming back this year. You know, the owner of Ang- or I'm sorry, uh, Fisherman's Landing in San Diego. He owns like all the long range boats down there. Yeah. Um, so he's a you know he's a living sport fishing legend. He'll be out there doing seminars. So it's really all inclusive. It covers everything. Talk about some of the the bass bin uh, seminars. Who's who's going to be there? Um, yeah, so Rusty Brown is always a, mm-hmm. a big one um, year after year. He's a huge Lake Isabella guy. Um, they've Him and his dad have caught numerous big bass over 12 pounds. I think his dad, his dad's always on the back of the boat out there dragging a big worm <laughs> and a jig and sticks a 14 or 15 pounder. It's really insane. Um, so we're always excited to have Rusty. And with the high water at Isabella and whatnot, it's going to be a great year at Isabella. So yeah. um, that's a big one. Randy Maccabee with Stell Sticks will be out there, and he's another big local pro. Um, so that'll you know that'll be a cool presentation. And again, Frank Lepresti with Fisherman's Landing will be big. Um, and then I know you'll be up there. So. Yeah, we talk about fly fishing for for bass, which is kind of new. Yep. You know, so um, hope to do that. Show some different techniques for that, for sure. Yeah, again, and one I'm going to miss, man, but I really wish I could sit there and watch that <laughs> whole presentation. I've tried it up at Isabella, man, and I'm just, just terrible. So <laughs> We'll have to go fishing together, man. Absolutely. I would love that. I would I'd pick your brain on, on what you're doing and stuff and kind of try to copy that with a fly rod, you know, get, yeah. getting the flies down or yeah, for sure. down. It would be fun. It would be super fun. Definitely. I've tried it with the tungsten line up there on Isabella, man. All I do is 
beat myself in the back and <laughs> i've gotten bit quite a few times man i just can't yeah. get get it down that strip set with that tungsten uh-huh. line's tough man to drive that hook home but i've been dying to catch a big bass on a crawdad fly that's awesome man so if people want to find out about the show where would they go yeah, so on the on the show, you can jump on uh, calshows.com. Mm-hmm. Um, that has all the show information, and we've got tickets for the show on there. There's If you buy them in advance, they're 12 bucks versus the 15 bucks at okay. the gate, so save a little bit of money there. Yeah. Um, social media, though, really is where you want to jump on to keep track of all the attractions and the events going on. So um, on Instagram and Facebook? Yeah, Instagram Cal and shows. Facebook, for sure. Just look up uh, Central Valley Sportsman's Boat and RV Show. We're on there. Okay. Um, and then for the shop too, you know, look up Cope's Tackle and Rod Shop on Instagram and Facebook. We post multiple times a day, every day, you know, the latest and greatest products and whatnot. Um, and then our, our website's tackleandrod.com where you can, you know, buy tackle and also, you know, check out the fishing report and see what we got going on. So if you guys haven't been to Cope's Tackle here in Bakersfield, come check it out. It's, uh, at 1654 Callaway Drive. And uh, check out this beautiful shop. They've got everything that you could possibly want for, for fishing. <laughs> yeah, we try to have it all, man. Like I told Guy, if, you, if we don't have it and you ask for it, we try to add it. So Seth took me on a tour, and uh, it looks like uh, they got everything that you could possibly imagine, including live bait, um, kayaks, nets, um, everything you could want for saltwater and freshwater, man. Yeah. Pretty, pretty amazing. Seth, thank you so much for being on my podcast and talking about all the things that you guys do. And uh, hope to see everybody at the Central Valley Sports Show. And uh, we'll see you guys in. That's March uh, 11th, 11th, and 12th. Yes, sir. From, March 10th from, through 12th at the Kern County Fairgrounds. And it's 10 to 7 uh, Friday and Saturday, 10 to 5 on Sunday. Right on. Well, so, thanks, Seth. Thank you, guy. Yeah, brother. Yep. All right, man. All right, brother. It's a guy jeans podcast.